You're listening to Holistic Business Matters with Helen Harding, the show for complementary practitioners, therapists and coaches wanting to run their business in their way. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Holistic Business Matters. I'm Helen Harding and this week we're talking about how you can create amazing slide presentations and you can use these both for your marketing and also to create products and services for your clients. They're an incredibly versatile tool and to do them well is worth the effort. So why am I talking about this today? Well, I've been working on a number of workshops and masterclasses recently, and I love playing with graphics. I'm in my happy place. And it probably goes back to the fact that I trained as a graphic designer many, many moons ago. So long ago, we didn't have Macs. We did it all by hand. But what this did is it gave me a really good eye for detail. I understand the rules on how to lay things out and what looks good. So it's really served me well. And there are a few simple rules that you can follow when you're creating your slides that are going to really help you make the most impact with them. And we're lucky today we have technology that allows us to do so much. With that, though, comes the responsibility to use it well. And so often I see these really awful presentations. The information is amazing, but how it's presented is terrible and it loses the audience. So you might have the best information out there, but if you're not presenting it in a really good way, in a way that engages the people that are watching it, everything's going to be missed. It's going to be forgotten. Traditionally, I've always created my presentations in PowerPoint until earlier this year where I had a rebrand done. And the designer that did my branding suggested I tried out Canva and it's been a game changer. One of the things, because I have the pro version of Canva, I've got all of my brand colors and my fonts and my templates all in it, they're ready for me to use. So that makes it much faster for me. But also access to images and the versatility of the program is brilliant and it's such an affordable software. So it's well worth looking at if you haven't got anything to create uh, presentations in, certainly have a look at Canva. And the other thing that I love about Canva is I can create a presentation in that. But if I want it in PowerPoint for some reason, I can download it into PowerPoint. So it's got that versatility. And I've also realized that if you present directly from Canva, which you can do if you're recording your screen or if you're presenting online, it highlights your mouse so you can point to things on the screen And it stands out. So it's kind of quirky, but I kind of like it. So when I was looking into PowerPoints and creating great PowerPoints recently, I was doing some research and I came across a video by somebody called David J.P. Phillips, who did a TEDx talk called How to Avoid Death by PowerPoint. And what's brilliant about this video is he explains the neuroscience behind what it takes to make a great presentation. 
and he shows you loads of examples. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes, because really, if you're going to start doing presentations, you might as well make them good. So here are a few of his suggestions and a few of mine added in as well to make great presentations. The first thing is keep it simple. Use this as a mantra when you're creating presentations. From the content that you put in it, to the way that you set them up, to the way that it flows, less is more often when it comes to presentations. I had to do a review of a workshop that I'm going to be running, and I had a look at some past workshops. And when I saw the presentations, I recoiled because... I think there was something like 150 slides and each one of those had hundreds of words on them sometimes. It was crazy and I just looked at it and I didn't want to go any further. So, you know, I want to make slides and presentations that people want to watch and to listen to and to enjoy and to engage with. I don't want to just talk and read to people. So see the presentation as a tool that it's going to be there to support your message, to support what you're teaching people. It's not a download of everything you know in one place. So just focus on showing the key points without overwhelming anyone. And the less complicated the information is, the better. Because the less the people that are in your audience have to think about it. The next thing is using lots of images. We're very visual and images create this impact that words don't. And they're going to help you to get across points that you're making. And it doesn't matter whether you use literal images or whether you use ones that are metaphorical. They're going to add this new dimension to your presentation. It's far better having a really great image than a list of bullet points. And when it comes to your images, if you've got your own photos, use them because they're going to be unique. No one else is going to have those. But if not, there are some great royalty-free images available out there. I used to use Pixabay a lot before I started using Canva. And there's some amazing royalty-free images on there. And if you've got Canva, if you've got the pro version of it, the paid version of it, they have pro photos there, which are not as commonly used. And there's a brilliant selection in there as well. When you're creating a presentation, though, make sure it fits with your branding. Make sure that the fonts you use, the colours you use, the style you use, the images, everything fits with your branding. Because that's constantly communicating and it's all going to help to give the people watching it this recognisable look about it. And even if they're looking at the sheets afterwards, say, for example, if they've downloaded handouts or slides for later for references, if it's got your branding on it, it's going to resonate with them. It's going to remind them of who you are. So a really important point with your slides is to make one slide have one message. Don't try and put too much on each slide. If anything, do more slides if you've got lots of small individual messages rather than having one massive slide. Because it's going to help the person that's actually listening and watching your presentation to focus on the point you're getting across. 
if you put too much on there, it's just going to be confusing for them and they're going to get sidetracked. So they're not really going to end up learning anything anyway. So when it comes to your slides, it's really important to look at the size of the text that you use and also the contrast. Now, this is explained brilliantly in the video we talked about earlier, and I will put a link to that in the show notes because it gives you some really great examples of how well this works. But in essence, make the point that you want to get across the biggest thing on the page. It's not about having a big heading and then a tiny bullet point. If the bullet point is what you're trying to share, make that the dominant feature on the page. And also use a darker background colour because it's easier on the eyes. White is very intense, whereas if you're using a darker background colour, it's much friendlier to look at. And make the type white out of that so that it's easy to see. And if you have got more than one point on a slide, you can use in some of the software. So PowerPoint has a way of doing this where basically as you click onto the next point, it makes the other one or the previous point gray. So it doesn't stand out as much as the one that you're now talking about. So it kind of masks the old point so people can still see it, but their focus and attention is put onto the point you're talking about. So as a rule of thumb, have six elements on each slide as a maximum. It's the number of things that you can see as a human without having to make your brain work too hard. If you use any more than that, it's going to be overwhelming for the people that are looking at your presentation. And you'll end up losing them, they'll switch off. So again, it's better to have more slides with less on it than having a few that are just crammed full of information. And as a final point, always have a call to action at the end of your slides. What do you want the person that's been watching this presentation or doing this course or whatever it is that you've created the presentation for? What do you want them to do next? Give them the next steps to take. So if you're struggling, as a practitioner to find clients and to build a thriving business and you want some ways of marketing yourself that work for you, that work on your strengths and based on the resources you have available, why not book a discovery call with me for a chat and find out how I can help you? And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it's inspired you to go and start creating some presentations. They're a brilliant asset for your business. And as always, there's a full blog post with show notes and links. Go to helenharding.co.uk. Go over to the blog and podcast section. And this is podcast 73. And if you're on the app, just scroll down underneath the artwork and you'll find the links and the notes there. And if you did enjoy this show, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and took a couple of minutes to leave me a review because it's going to help the show to get found. So until next time, take care and I'll speak with you soon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, come and join me in our Facebook group. Holistic Business Matters and join our community of like-minded practitioners, coaches and therapists 
and be inspired and supported to create your business in your way.